To Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to recap the Minnesota Vikings 28-27 victory over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, this was a Panthers victory basically the entire way until the very end of the game. Um, not. A I great think Matt sh- Rule had, had a bet for the Vikings to win. Because he coached that way. He gave this fucking game away. Sorry. Okay, you're super angry about it. I'm. Uh, I've calmed down. Why? Over uh, how... the last five hours. <laughs> I mean, um, seriously, I don't. Why are you not angry at this game? Why are you not angry at Matt Rule, Joe Brady, and Phil Snow? This wasn't on the players. Yes, Joey Sly, you should make a 54-yard field goal. That is your job. That's what you're hyped up to be a long kicker, and you you had no chance at that. As soon as you kicked it, you shanked it. Yeah. I I would have shanked it like that. I mean, granted, I would have never been able to get nearly close to that length, but well, also you wouldn't pathetic. you wouldn't have been on the team. True, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I as soon as uh, that very first Joey Sly uh, extra point that he kicked, I looked over at my wife and I said, "He's gonna miss a uh, a field goal today." Yeah, yeah. I don't like the way that looked. And I can you can always tell with Joey if it's if the the first kick is right down the middle he's gonna have a good day. That one was almost missed. It was just inside the upright. Mm-hmm. I knew he was gonna miss one today. Um, no, I, I mean I'm not. I was upset after right after the victory, and I'm still you know it's a bummer. I like it's it's a bad loss. It's an excruciating loss. Um, I guess just looking bigger picture, I found actually a lot of positives to take away from this game. Uh, your boy Jeremy Chin, our boy. I, I'm not. I'm not giving you credit for him. It's our boy Jeremy Chin. We were both super high on him. Uh, is just a yep. revelation, and is if not already, probably already is the best defensive player on this team by far, uh, and is going to have a great future with the Panthers. Um, I thought we learned. We'll get into it in a minute. Uh, let's start off with our three key plays of the game. Um, we're going to start off actually talking about Chin. We're going to uh, combine the back-to-back Chin fumble returns for a touchdown. I honestly gave it a little bit more to the second one because that was mm-hmm. back-to-back. First down, Vikings. Chin strips Dalvin Cook, grabs the ball, runs it into the second touchdown. I mean, Panthers haven't even been on the field offensively, and they are <laughs> 14 points up in this half i mean in the third quarter by the way which is like yeah panthers kryptonite is the third quarter and they absolutely took control early in the second half with those two back-to-back i mean back-to-back plays of chin taking it into the end zone by the way the first player i'm sure everyone's heard this by now but the first player to run in two fumble recovery touchdowns for in the same game since like 1948 and mm-hmm. only the third player in NFL history to do it in a single game. So, making history, he will probably be the defensive player of the week again this week, I would imagine. Yeah. Can't imagine he wouldn't get that. With Not only that, he led the team in tackles. 
Yeah, 13 tackles. But after that second possession, we stopped them. Uh, they got down to fourth and inches. They went up there. and They tried to call us off guard. Mm-hmm. We didn't jump. So they punted the ball to us. We have a nice 11 play, 65-yard drive, and then went stalls in the red zone. I'm like, okay, we're, we're up by 11. Let's kick this, get it in for The field goal was blocked. This is the second key play of the game. Once that blocked field goal happened, it gave Minnesota life again. I felt if we would have scored a touchdown on that drive or even that field goal, I feel like Minnesota kind of would have just not rolled over because they're still a good team, but they just, you kind of lowered your head. Yeah, it definitely is a different game at that point. I mean, at that point, you're up two full touchdowns, 24 mm-hmm. 10 at that point, if that field goal is good. And it's just a momentum play, it's a big momentum play. And mm-hmm. after that, the Vikings went down, scored a field goal of their own, and that they were suddenly within one score. Exactly. So that it makes a big, it's a big difference, big part, big big key play. We should talk about it. No, yeah. we just did. And our third key play of the game, third and goal at Minnesota's three yard line with a minute fifty six seconds on the clock. Minnesota out of timeouts. They go for a pass. What are you thinking? What are you? You'd run the ball. Your run game has was working most of the game, except for in the third quarter where you abandoned it again, or fourth quarter, you abandoned it. Why not run the ball? If you don't get the touchdown, you drop them down to a minute, 10 seconds left on the clock to try to drive the length of the field instead of two minutes. Even, mm-hmm. even if you score that, because DJ was wide open, it's he still was, yeah. a stupid play call. It's so stupid. Where do you learn your clock management from? Sesame Street, that was dumb. That was pure and simple dumb play clock management. My 15-year-old nephew texted me after going, why didn't they run the ball? And I was like, I don't know. Because they want to be aggressive and be aggressive, but there's a certain point where you have to play smart, and that was not smart. Yeah, well, clock management, as we've talked about, has been a trouble spot for this team all season long. And that play is indicative of it a thousand times, right? Uh, you could also look at the same – technically it's the same drive. You know, that that play that you're talking about came after a muff punt recovery mm-hmm. or a muff uh, punt reception by the Vikings that got us down to that point. But the two plays before the punt were also throws – with less than two and a half minutes left on the clock, yep. that you could have run either one of those and probably taken it down to the two-minute warning. Yep. Right? Uh, and, and, and the I two throws, by the way, were to Smith and Ian Thomas, two guys who yeah. aren't known for catching the ball, <laughs> especially in key spots. Um, and the first play of, the, of that particular sequence was a run for negative four yards, so maybe that's why they... And by the way, why was Smith in the game at that point? Why wasn't Mike Davis in the game? And Mike, yeah, I just... He, he had just had two runs, one for nine, one for five, and then he's out of the game, and then you've got Smith in there who goes for negative four yards and drops a wide-open pass. Smith did not have a good game. I Davis did have a good, was having a good game. I don't understand it either. Davis should have had a much better game. Absolutely. 
And, yeah. and uh, you're absolutely right. That fourth quarter, they should have been, they had a two score lead. They should have been bleeding the clock, running the ball, going John Fox, Ron Rivera style football. But Joe Brady and Matt Rule just some reason thought, you know, oh, let's go aggressive and pass. And Teddy Bridgewater had a crappy game. He, yeah, was, he bad was bad from the start. Yep. I don't understand why we are running the ball well. Teddy Bridgewater was sucking. Let's just keep throwing the ball. <laughs> this is that Matt Rule, you're supposed to be a good coach. You have to go with the Matt, hot hand. Okay. Let let's let's calm down. Matt Rule is a good coach. Well, this game okay. is indicative of that. Matt Rule had some poor coaching decisions in this game. Matt Rule, Phil Snow, Joe Brady, whoever was making those calls. I don't know that Phil that Matt Rule is calling the plays on the sidelines. In fact, I'm pretty sure he's not. Um, but he should have been more involved in this spot, especially with how bad the time management mm-hmm. has been all season. Um, yeah, I don't. I just I don't understand it. And you're right, Teddy Bridgewater. Had a terrible game today. Mm-hmm. 19 of 36, 267 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, and it looked worse than that, honestly. Yeah, it really did. It, and that, it, there was 38 uh, pass plays called to 26 mm-hmm. run plays. And again, Teddy Bridgewater wasn't playing good, and the run game was moving along. Yeah, the run game was okay. I mean, it, it wasn't setting records or anything, but they were moving the ball. Mm-hmm. And the defense was playing well. The defense was shutting down, you know, the most, uh, what we talked about, right, in our preview. Mm-hmm. What would you rather do, shut down the pass or shut down the run? They were shutting down the run. Absolutely. Dalvin Cook did not have a very good game today. 18 carries, 61 yards. I mean, that's pedestrian for him, especially. Uh, I mean, but they held him to 82 total yards. That yeah. That is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I don't know, man. Um, you just want let's just get into the breakdown here. Uh, so as we said, Bridgewater a tough game. Mike Davis fifteen carries, fifty five yards, so an average of three point seven yards per carry, which doesn't sound good, but again, he was moving the ball forward mm-hmm. every single time he touched it. Uh, Rodney Smith seven carries for eighteen yards. Way too many carries for Rodney Smith in this game. He should not. It should not have been a 65-35 split for them. It should have been those, those seven carries should have gone to Mike Davis. Yeah, or Curtis Samuel. Yeah, and then Trenton Cannon also three carries for seventeen yards. Now he looked quick every time he was out there, but one of those carries was thirteen yards. So, you know, that's pretty much the entire production there. Uh, and then Curtis Samuel had one carry. By the way, why didn't Curtis Samuel get some of these red zone carries? That's worked for us all year long. Why was that not on the on the plan today? I don't uh, get it. Bad, bad play calling. <laughs> bad I mean, play calling bad play planning. Mm-hmm. Um, Panthers receiver wise, you know, this was a, a decent game for a few of these guys. Uh, Robbie Anderson, four catches, ninety-four yards and a touchdown. A beautiful forty-one yard. Yeah. Force, the first touchdown for the Panthers, forty-one yard touchdown pass. Yeah, he put on the Jets there. Yep. He finally scored again. It's the first time since week one. So congratulations. Hope we see more of that the rest of the season. And then Curtis Samuel was our second leading receiver in this game. Five receptions for 72 yards. And DJ Moore, you know, after posting a huge game last week, sort of back down to his, he and Teddy's 
connection just isn't there. It's four receptions for 61 yards, and they missed him, as you said, at in the end zone there. He was wide open. Uh, that was a weird play altogether. Of course, DJ gets hurt on that play. don't really know the extent of that, but I've seen speculation of an Achilles. I've seen speculation oh. of a calf sprain. Let's so, hope calf sprain. Hoping calf sprain, yeah. And then, uh, that, you know, there's just one catch for a few other guys. So that's pretty much the uh, entire... DJ was targeted nine times, and I only saw one drop by him. Those rest were Teddy Bridgewater just throwing bad throws. Again, yeah, what was up with Teddy in this game? Like, was he just, was it nerves for being back in Minnesota? I mean, there was no fans there. Maybe there was just some rust. Maybe his knee's still bothering him. He's only him out bit. for one game. I, would, I don't know. Would the Panthers have won this game with PJ Walker at quarterback? I don't want to go there because I have no No, clue. I want to talk P- about it. This is what the podcast is for. Like, do you think the Panthers would have won with PJ Walker? Yes. I do too. PJ Walker. I honestly, was... I'm going to overreact here. And maybe it's not an overreaction. This is what I think Teddy Bridgewater is more often than not. Is a nice quarterback, not a franchise quarterback. And I think games like this, which we've seen several of this year, that tells the Panthers what they need to do. You know, they need to go out and get them a quarterback. Teddy's not the future here. I... This is one of his worst games. This game, the Tampa Bay game, and I want to say one of the the second Atlanta game were his mm-hmm. worst games. But the what PJ Walker kind of did is he was able to throw the deeper passes with more accuracy. Yeah. And again, Teddy tried to push the ball down the field this time. He had one that he threw up to Curtis Samuel for thirty five yards. Um, yeah, which one was sort 25. of a desperation throw towards yeah. the end of the game. That was that great. Was nice throw and catch. Well, he had the one to DJ Moore. And that he overthrew he missed. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a bad throw. And then he had the one to Robbie Anderson, which, had he thrown it well, would have easily been a touchdown. Yeah, if he would have gotten it. Yeah, he threw it a little too close to the sideline. Um, and those were those are the throws that you have to make if you're going to be a, a franchise quarterback. And he did not make them. Now, I'm not saying that P.J. Walker is the future of this team either. Please don't get me wrong. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I just think that P.J. Walker would have given the Panthers a better chance to win in this game. And, and I don't know if it was Teddy just not right, like, you're, like maybe you're postulating here is maybe he wasn't fully healthy. Maybe it was nerves. Or maybe he was just having one of those games that he has every once in a while. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, it breaks my heart, but you're right. I, I don't see him as the franchise quarterback. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about the side of the team that really kept us in the game and, and honestly should have won the game, the defense, uh, and mainly Jeremy Chin. Like, 13 uh, tackles, a one QB hit, two touchdowns, uh, one strip fumble, uh, and two fumble recoveries. So he was the defense pretty much all day today. But I want to give a very special shout-out to Corn Elder, who I think had his best game of the year in a year that he's been very good. Uh, I saw him a lot of different places, had a nice tackle for loss, followed it up with a nice tackle on the sideline, and he was just solid again. He is probably... I mean, he might be the second best defensive player on the team right now. Are, are, which is are crazy you, to say. 
Are you literally forgetting about Brian Birds? Okay. He might have been the second best defensive player in this game. Okay. I was going to say that's fine because Brian Burns. Brian Burns is better. He did give up a touchdown. I mean, to Jeffries, which Jeffries is. He's a great player. God, man. Talk about a home run for a draft pick. Yeah. He's Um, a great player. Jermaine Carter. I know you were talking about Jermaine Carter stepped in again for Tahir Whitehead. This defense looks so much better with mm-hmm. him playing over Tahir Whitehead. I don't know what it is, if it's, but the run defense is better. The pass defense is a little bit nastier. The pressure. I, Tahir Whitehead shouldn't see the field again. Can I, I just say that? Yeah, no, I have 100% agree. And Tahir Whitehead was, he did play in this game. He did record a tackle. Um, so this was not another zero snap game for him. But uh, Jermaine Carter definitely was out there a lot more. Mm-hmm. And the defense, you're right, looks a lot better. Zach Kerr had a nice game in here oh, yeah. today. He had, a, he had one of the one of two Panthers sacks in this game. And Panthers hit the quarterback, nine QB hits in this game. Um, I thought the defense played well enough for the Panthers to win. Yeah, and I, certainly did their part scoring the ball twice. I mean that you know anytime you get fourteen points straight from the defense, you should win the game. I don't care what else happens. Well, then Phil Snow in the last drive went back to his yeah. three man rush, dropping yep. everybody back in coverage. Guess what? Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, guys. Yep. He picked them apart, and they scored the touchdown. Yep. I mean, I don't, I don't get why he is obsessed with that. Scheme, it, it doesn't work in the NFL. No. I even saw, um, I was watching the Tampa Bay game, and on one of the plays they did the same thing. They rushed three. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry it wasn't the Tampa Bay. It was uh, the uh, Packers game this evening. They rushed three and got a, a touchdown, and the announcers said the same thing. They were like, you can't rush three. Like, that just doesn't work. You can't give these quarterbacks all that time. To find this a receiver. The They're going to find a receiver. It's the NFL. Yeah. This isn't Big 12 college football. I, I think Phil Snow's got to go. I, I mean, keep him on the team as a special assistant or you know, a, a consultant or something like that. I don't think he should be out there making the defensive play calls anymore. I agree. I, he should not be back as a play caller. Uh, the defense has improved under him. I want to give him credit for that. It's just he's putting them in bad situations. He's putting I, the defense in bad situations. Has I mean, you say the defense has improved. I think some of the players that were on this defense last year have definitely improved. Uh, I, it's hard to give him credit for the defense improving from last year because there's so many new players on the defense. Um, I don't see the defense improving as the year goes on. You know, last week being the exception, of course. Uh, although today was a good a good game until the very end, and then he exactly. sort of fell back into his habits. Eighteen points from Minnesota in the fourth quarter in this game. Uh, you're not going to win if it's a close game, and that's what you're giving up. Uh, I, I mean, do want to go this ahead. This team was giving up like 150 yards per game on the ground at the first yeah. half of the season. So. To say you're not seeing progress, you're not opening your eyes. We had one of the best running backs out there this week, and we held him to 61 yards. Okay, well, the results aren't there, right? The results aren't there. They still gave up 28 28 points as a defense today, which is more than they give up as an average 
So my eyes are open. I see individual players playing better. I don't see this defense as a whole playing better. The last week being the exception. I think they played better today except for like the fourth quarter where, like you said, he reverted back to his prevent scheme defense that doesn't work. Yeah. Either way, I agree. He doesn't need to be playing calling plays anymore. Yeah, we can agree on that. Um, I do want to give Joey Sly a spanking here. Not a good game for him. This is now three field goals this season that he has missed to win or tie the game at the end. To his, you know, don't want to kill him too bad for that because two of those would have been NFL record setting field goals. Um, and this he one he should have made. Put or at least this got one he should have made. This is within, and he's he's 17% on the year for 50 plus yard field goals. That's complete opposite of what he was last year where he was killing 50 yard field goals. That was his calling card. That should be uh, his calling card. He yeah, has that. He's leg. got a massive leg. Uh, so I don't know if Joey's going to be back on the team next year. Honestly, um, you don't you don't stay on a team consistently if you're missing those important field goals. And this yeah. was a you know this was the most important field goal of the game. Uh, just moving over real quick to the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw the ball 45 times in this game, but he was thir- 34 of 45. That's a nice. Nice completion percentage. 370 yards, 307 yards, excuse me. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, we talked about Dalvin Cook earlier. No one else really rushed the ball for them. And then receiving-wise, they had four guys that caught seven balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, B.C. Johnson, seven for 74. Justin Jefferson, seven for 70. Kyle Rudolph, seven for 68. Chad Bebe, seven for 63, including... Uh, and you know, nice shout out to that guy because he muffed the punt, which should have lost them the game. And then he comes back and he catches the game winning touchdown. So, you know, nice job by him. And then Dalvin cook for, for 21, uh, three lost fumbles, you know, Panthers won the, the turnover battle three to one in this game. Another reason that you should have won the game. Uh, Eric Kendrick, someone we talked about in our preview for their, their defense, 12 Mm -hmm. tackles, uh, two for a loss and a pass deflection. He was all over the place out there, but no sacks for the Vikings. So good job by the Panthers' offensive line. Another sign that the Panthers should have won this game. Like like I said earlier, I saw a lot of positives in this game. We just didn't come up with the victory. I mean, this, and Matt they, Rule, they Matt Rule owned the it. First, the, they looked better on the first half. Than Minnesota, but they still were losing 7-10. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, offensively, the Panthers did not look good in this game at all. I mean, we talked no. about it. Matt Rule take, had, took credit for this loss after the after the game and the press conference. He said this was on him, um, he and the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I think you and I both agree with that. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, lots of things that could have been done better. We, gave, we went through three key plays. We probably could have found – 10 more that were questionable play calls easily. Um, So, all right. Anything else you want to talk about in terms of, you know, individual players, anything like that? No, not at all. I I think we touched on most of the players. Um, Shaq Thompson, where are you kind of, you're the captain. You got that big contract. I just don't really see him out there. I see Jeremy Chin. I saw Jermaine Carter. Uh, Brian Burns had a quiet day, you know, but 
he still registered five tackles. I mean, and one QB hit. But Shaq Thompson, where are you? Yeah. I agree. I mean, and that's the thing is <clears throat> they gave Shaq Thompson the big deal. They let James Bradbury walk. Mm-hmm. Probably should have been the other way around. Yeah, I agree. James Bradbury is having a great year up for the Giants, even though it's the Giants. He's still yeah. having a great year. Also, yeah. Greg Little was inactive today. Mm-hmm. Healthy scratch. Your four, your second round pick from last year that was supposed to be the left tackle, healthy scratch. Third round pick from 2019, Will Greer, other healthy, healthy scratch. <laughs> so people who are in love with Marty Herney, look at yeah. what he ha- he did last year. It's not panning out. Brian Burns looks like a hit. Me personally, I think it's a home run. I think he's about to. Mm-hmm. Light the world on fire with a pretty soon. Yeah. Jeremy Chen, another one that is, you know, a home run, I think. But this is Marty Herney, right? He drafts pretty well in the early rounds. Uh, well, although, first round. You know, first round, that's it. First round especially. Jeremy Chen, I guess, is an aberration because he was a second-round pick. Yeah. Um, Etor hasn't really shown up since he's been Etor bad. hasn't done much. Derek yeah. Brown's played good, except for his boneheaded mistakes. Another offsides that gave them a first down, I believe, this week. Yeah, Derek Brown's been a disappointment this year, I think. I think he's played well. I think he, he just needs to get his penalties under control. He just doesn't get those numbers. He's a hog molly that eats up blockers. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I I just haven't. He hasn't impressed me overall this year. Not from what I expected of the seventh overall pick. You know he uh, has the uh, four rookies. He has the most quarterback hurries, or he did before uh, this week. I yeah. didn't know that. But, Out of uh, defensive ends and everything else, he's a defensive tackle. He had the most quarterback pressures. Well, but that's not his job, really, right? Yeah, it's to eat up blockers. You're right, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I think he's having a better season than you think. It's just hard to see in his position. Yeah. Uh, well, his PFF grade's not great. I'll say that, um, and that's a, that's a metric that I look at. Um, Stanley Thomas Oliver played a lot in this game. Uh, Troy Pride played a lot in this game. Troy Pride had some pretty okay plays. Also mm-hmm. had some pretty bad plays. So continuing his uh, his up and down rookie season. Uh, actually, I guess this game he was probably more up than he's been in the previous games. But this was just a tough, uh, you know, even with Adam Thielen not playing in this game. You know, Adam Thielen out for COVID. They just still threw all over us. Yeah. Uh, you know, these guys that caught, I mean, Chad Beebe had never heard of him before this game. BC Johnson, never heard of him before this game. Kyle Rudolph, yes, of course. He's been around forever. And then Justin Jefferson, someone we talked about in our preview. Uh, but these other guys, no idea who they are. Nope. We should have been able to. Uh, where was Russell Douglas in this game? Didn't see him. So I'm chasing some people. He had seven tackles. That's not good for a corner. That's too many tackles. I I agree. I The secondary did not play that well. It's just... This is a game they should have won. This is a game they lost. 
Vikings didn't win this game. The Panthers lost it. Yeah, and it's even more disheartening because the Panthers, had they won this game, would have been five and seven, would have been one and a half games out of the playoffs because Arizona lost mm-hmm. today. You know, and with the bye coming up this week, who knows what happens if Arizona loses again next week? The Panthers come back from the bye. They're a game out with four games left with a decent looking schedule. Christian McCaffrey Ugh. probably being Christian back. Christian McCaffrey back. You know, Dante Jackson back probably. This looks like a whole different final quarter of the season. And you just couldn't put it away. Nope. Some boneheaded play calling. That's it. Bummer. Um, All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with Heroes and Zeros, Game Grades, and take a look around the league. Today's episode is brought to you by Naked Nutrition. Naked Nutrition provides you with pure protein powders and supplements to help you meet your nutrition and fitness goals. Naked Nutrition is completely transparent about their ingredients. That way you know exactly what is going into your body. No additives means your body gets more of what it needs. And I suggest checking out their chocolate protein bars. Mmm, chocolate. Right now you can get 10% off of your first purchase at NakedNutrition.com by using the code P-O-D. POD. That's 10% off using code POD for first-time customers. Take your nutrition to the next level with Naked Nutrition. This year we're all looking for the perfect holiday gift, and today I want to tell you about the gallery. The gallery shop is a curated collection of photographs from all around the world. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, for the holiday season, the gallery is exclusively offering our listeners 25% off of your next purchase using the code FRIDAY. That's 25% off of your next purchase at thegallery.com, that's the G-A-L-R-Y dot com, using the code FRIDAY. The Gallery, create your perfect space. And we are back. All right. We're going to talk about heroes and zeros. Uh, we will start with the heroes, and as mm-hmm. usual, I will let you go first, Jerry. I think my hero is obvious. We've been saying he's a revelation with this team. In the preview, I said I hope he has a turning point breakout play. He had two of them. Jeremy Chin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what can, what can you say about him that we haven't already said? I mean, uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to go right with you. I mean – Usually we try to choose a different person. He's by far, in a way, the hero of this game. Um, and I'll just give a special shout-out to Corn Elder, like I did earlier. I think he had a nice game today. Um, for the zeros, I'm good. I know you're going to give it to the coaching staff more than likely. I'm going to give it to Joey Sly. Just because, again, this is another 50 plus yard field goal that he missed. Yep. Uh this was a, an extremely important part of the game. He did have one blocked. I haven't gone back and looked at that to see how much of that was on him or just poor blocking uh by the I, special I think teams. that was poor blocking if I remember okay. correctly. I cuz I watched it a couple times in the highlights. Sometimes those yeah. Sometimes those are on the kicker. Usually it's if it's a little further out, but that one wasn't that far of a kick, but uh you know, just uh, you got to start making some of these with the game on the line. And uh, I'm hoping that he will do that uh, in the future to keep his job. But uh, he gets my zero today. Uh, my zero, like you said, 
coaching. A bad coaching cost the Panthers this game. That fourth quarter coaching is was just pure awful. Phil Snow going back, reverting back to your three-man rushes and four-man rushes, and that's it. When the other way was working most of the game, we are causing them to punt. And then Joe Brady, you got a two-score lead with six minutes or so left. Run the ball. Bleed that clock. The clock is your friend to use. You don't need to outsmart and act like you're some genius coach by throwing it there. Just just run the clock out. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay to, to win. win with a boring fourth quarter uh, yeah. you know, or boring last drive of the fourth quarter. That you know, nobody's gonna remember that. They're just gonna remember the W. Exactly. And then we had enough of excitement in this game. Like, you know, we had two Fumble return touchdowns mm-hmm. by Jeremy Chen, something that never happens. So. A beautiful 41-yard uh, reception by Robbie Anderson, yeah. which was almost all Robbie Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Get get this team the win. Get these Let these guys enjoy a good game. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right. Uh, what's next? Game grade. Go ahead. I'm going to go right in the middle. I'm going C. Uh, it's so hard because the offense struggled a lot. Mm-hmm. The defense looked good, scored 14 points, but still gave up that fourth. So I'm just giving them C because there's positives and negatives all over this game. I agree. I mean, I got C minus. You know, they they were four and a half point underdogs in this game. They lost by one. It was a close game. It was a game they should have won. Coaching probably gets an F. Offense probably gets a D. Defense mm-hmm. overall probably gets a B from me. So um, I'm going C minus, a little less than average for me. Um, but again, you know, a lot of positives from this game for me. Jeremy Chin just being at the very top of the list. The offensive line also looked really good today. And mm-hmm. had they utilized that more by running the ball. You know, especially in those key situations like we talked about, this would have been a win. Yep. I have no no conflicting thoughts about that. This would have been a win. I, I I am I would say on one play if they would have run the ball, it would have been a win. Yeah. Could it could very easily have come down to that one play. All right. Any final thoughts before we take a look around the league? Man, this was another heartbreaker. They need to start winning these close games. I know it's still the first season of Matt Rule era, but we've lost a lot of games by one score or less, or one score. Yeah, it feels like, I mean, and that was a lot of what we dealt with with Rivera as well, mm-hmm. Was were these close losses. Um, you know, one season we had a bunch of close wins. The rest of them seemed like they were just a lot of close mm-hmm. losses, so... Uh, I'm hoping that this isn't something that we're going to be dealing with for the next five or six years with Matt Rule, but uh, <clears throat> you think Marty Herney gets fired at the end of this season? I hope so. I just don't think he's that great of a GM. David Tepper really likes him. They, every owner likes him. I don't know what he does to make the owners <laughs> like him, but jeez. He, I guess he, he, he has a really has an- Eye for talent in the first round. <laughs> he has a really good private eye to dig up dirt on owners, I guess. 
Just keep him around as a first-round draft consultant, and that's it. <laughs> Pay <laughs> him for his round, thoughts of the first round. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Jerry, we did have some Thanksgiving games. We only had two of them. There were supposed to be three. By the way, this COVID thing has really gotten out of control. You and I were talking earlier. Like, It felt like this is the week where the shit's kind of hitting the fan with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, we're going to have a Tuesday game this week. We'll see if that actually happens. A game um, that was supposed to play on Thanksgiving has been pushed back to D- Tuesday. Yeah. The Ravens and Steelers. Right. Initially pushed to Sunday, now pushed to Tuesday. Uh, but the Washington football team absolutely destroyed and embarrassed the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That was fun to watch. It was. Nice to see uh, Rivera get a, another Thanksgiving win against the Cowboys. Almost as dominant as the first one with the Panthers. It, it definitely <laughs> even... brought me some happy flashbacks. And on the second game, the Texans destroyed the Detroit Lions 41-25. Should the Lions and Cowboys be on Thanksgiving every year? <laughs> Let's just be honest. No. They're not in our entertaining teams. Definitely not. I, in fact, with their, their performances on this Thanksgiving... Should remove them from Thanksgivings, at least for the next year. The Cowboys, of course, will continue to be on Thanksgiving because they bring the ratings. I don't know why the Lions are there other than this, they've always been there. But come on, that's not a good enough reason anymore. The Vikings, by the way, fired their coach and GM after that game. As well they should have. Yeah, uh, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia are gone. Yeah. And Houston Texans have been struggling this year, already fired their coach, and you lose to them like that, yeah, you should be gone. Yeah, and by the way, the Texans are like 4-1, and one, I think, since they fired their head coach. Mm-hmm. There's four a couple. Two, maybe. The Romeo Cornell, who's the head coach currently for the Houston Texans, and uh, Raheem, Morris Raheem Morris for Atlantis, no. Atlanta Falcons, have their teams on winning Winning streaks. I mean, yes. Let's talk about the Falcons. I mean, they beat the Raiders forty-three to six today. The Raiders, by the way, who were six and four coming into this game, and had almost beat the Chiefs Mm -hmm. twice because they beat the Chiefs earlier in the season. Yeah, it's just so this this is a, a Raiders team that's good, and the Falcons shut them down, just destroyed them. When Arthur Blank fired their head coach and they were go- put in Raheem Morris, they are like, does Raheem Morris have a chance at the job? He jokingly said, only if he wins out. If he doesn't have a serious consideration for him for the job, that is a crying shame because he has that team playing hard. Yeah. I hate the Falcons, and I hope they don't, but... I kind of hope they do because I don't think Raheem Morris is a good coach and I'd love to see them lock him down for the next five years. I think that's another five years of mediocrity for them. They're not making the playoffs this year, so there's nothing to worry about there. Um, There is another game I want to talk about real quick before we jump to do any other game. The Denver Broncos Mm. and New Orleans Saints. (laughs) The NFL, you should be ashamed of yourself for letting this game go on today. All of the Denver Broncos quarterbacks are in COVID testing right now. They tested positive or someone they came in contact 
tested mm-hmm. positive on Saturday. So all their quarterbacks are out. So they yeah, had to and, start... and not they didn't all test positive. No, no, no. Only one They're... of them tested positive. The other two were just in the in vicinity, context. I guess. Right. So why not push this game back to Tuesday? Yeah. Push Agreed. a game back to Tuesday. Because this is just not fair for Denver. I don't think they would have had a chance at New Orleans anyways. But this, they're starting Kendall Hinton, a wide receiver. A I practice watched, like, squad wide receiver. I mean, this guy, poor guy, goes gets thrown to the Wolves. The coaching staff doesn't even know who he is, most of them. Mm-hmm. And he's there to throw the ball. This is just awful. Yeah, and he, and he finished one for nine for 13 yards and two interceptions. As exactly what you would assume. He had a .1 QBR, a zero quarterback rating. And not his fault. Like no. he, he he didn't wake up yesterday thinking that he was going to be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. No, <laughs> on Sunday. I mean, give he me a break. he was hoping he would get activated to play special teams, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, incredible, incredible. And, and um, that's on the NFL. That's yeah. strictly on the NFL. <clears throat> Push the game back to Tuesday. Do what you have to do. Uh, that's just ridiculous and sad and pathetic yeah, I agree. I, if i was a Denver bronco fan i would be so angry because you gave them no shot to win no shot you gave new orleans a win and the broncos apparently petitioned the nfl to allow them to use one of their coaches mm-hmm. as a quarterback the nfl shut them down uh you know if you're gonna do this to the broncos give them some special exception or something for that like what's the big deal I mean, this is a special circumstance year yeah, anyway. this is I a mean, special season. You and know, you, you're just trying to get the best out of what you can do. And you you essentially gave the Broncos a loss in this game. You knew that they weren't going to handle, especially a team as good as the Saints, even without Drew Brees. Yeah. There was just, just no shot. And, and Taysom Hill did not look good in this game. 9 for 16, 78 yards and an interception. Uh, 10 rushes for 44 yards and two touchdowns. He is a touchdown vulture there now. I feel like the NFL was like, oh, well, it's the Broncos. They're already out of it. I don't. We don't care. Steelers-Ravens, yeah, we're going to push back five, six days now, fingers crossed, and we're going to try to make mm-hmm. sure that they come out and play fully loaded. Yeah, What if this was the Chiefs, is there any way that this game would have been played today? No, no absolutely not. They pr- it would have either been pushed to Tuesday or they'd have pushed it to Week 18. And I think this is also what kind of pisses me off about this. Is because you're just basically saying since Denver's not up there right now, screw them. Screw yeah. them. We don't care. You're nothing to us. And maybe as a Panther fan, I know they would do the same thing to us. Probably. Yeah, probably. Although our owner is much richer, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Other games here. The, the 49ers beat the Rams for the second time this year. Um, that was a decent game. Uh, came down to a last-second field goal. They converted. Um, the Titans and Colts, that was uh, rumored to be a good game, and Tennessee absolutely destroyed the Colts, 45-26. Uh, stop me if you want to talk about any of these. Um, Cleveland Browns secured a non-losing season for the first time in like 12 years. Uh, with a 27-25 victory over the Jaguars, a much closer game than a lot of people thought. Uh, and Baker Mayfield actually had to throw the ball in this game. 19 for 29, 258, two touchdowns. Well, he only so threw the Jarvis Landry. 
Yeah, eight, eight receptions, one hundred and forty-three yeah. yards. <laughs> yeah, but who else does he have to throw to there? Really, I mean, yeah, with Odell's the ODB gone. out. So, uh, Nick Chubb, awesome game. Nineteen carries, one hundred forty-four yards, and a touchdown there. Um, let's see. Any other games jump out at you that you want to touch on? Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Yeah. I guess we should talk about that. That was the game of the. That was the game of the week. Um, coming into the week, at least. Kansas City looked so dominant early, and then just put on cruise control, and the Buccaneers fought back, but not enough. The Buccaneers team is so interesting because sometimes they look like they could be the best team in the league. And other times, they look like a pretty bad team. Yeah. The way they use Mike Evans is so crazy. He he only had three catches today, but two of them were touchdowns. Like He's going to end up with a ton of touchdowns, but not a ton of catches. At least in in comparison to previous years, but the, the Chiefs won this game twenty seven twenty four. Tariq Hill had over two hundred receiving yards in the first quarter of this game. Mm-hmm. Two hundred receiving yards in the first quarter of this game only ended up with two sixty nine. I say only ended up with two sixty nine. Three touchdowns. Mahomes four hundred and sixty two passing yards and three touchdowns. Threw the ball forty nine times in this game. And if Absolutely anybody insane. played Tyreek Hill in fantasy, I am sorry for you your won. loss. Oh yeah, if you if you had him on your team, you won. <laughs> Imagine having the Mahomes and Tyreek Hill combo on your team. Oh gosh. Oh man. Um, all right, I think that's about it. By the way, the Panthers, if they were to draft today, would have the sixth pick in the NFL draft. I know this is going to be start really early. But if we pick six, obviously Trevor Lawrence would be gone and probably Justin Fields go to Jacksonville and mm. the Jets. Would you be okay with the kid from North Dakota State being drafted there? I don't know. I would have to do more research. I heard I he's I mean, Justin Herbert went sixth in this past draft and looks like the best quarterback from the draft and mm-hmm. looks like he's going to be a pro bowler for years to come. So, and a lot of people were up and down on him. I know you were down on him. I yeah, was just call me out. No one's yeah, going well, back to know, that episode. Like I'm just saying <laughs> like, a year ago, you were down on him. Like a lot of people were, no, right? not, I, I didn't not think he would be that good. I yeah, watched him in Oregon amazing. and he looked really, he didn't really look good, but yeah, he looks really good in LA right now. He's got all the tools, I guess. So, mm-hmm. so you never know. There could be another guy like that, that, you know, comes along. It's going to be so hard with the way college football is canceling all these games to really know who is going to be great. I just don't know if this is the year where you take a chance on a QB in the first round that you're not 100% on. I don't know. I mean, Lawrence and Fields are probably home runs, but after that, I don't know that I'd want to spend that six pick on on somebody out of North Dakota State. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, he was up there before – this year the guy is really talented and i've yeah. heard he's the actually a lot of people consider him better than trevor lawrence yeah but, well, i mean if that's the case then sure <laughs> draft him. I, like i said i have to do more research on him i don't follow yeah. college football that much i just watch the quarterback rankings there you go <laughs> all right i think that's gonna do it jerry all right 
We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. We will probably be back next week because we have a bye. We won't have a game preview unless we come up with some special idea. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, it might be worth it. Uh, well, we'll talk about it after the, after we finish. But uh, yeah, we'll be back at least, um, I would say, Monday of next week just to recap some of the other games and stuff that goes on. Uh, we, won't, we won't leave you guys with over a week of no podcast for sure. Um, but until then, everybody keep your heads up, keep the faith, and keep pounding. Wow, <laughs> wow,